Hello and welcome to the Daily Homily with Father Kevin Drew. Father Drew is the pastor of St. Anne's Church in Excelsior Springs, Missouri. Father Drew's Daily Mass can be heard weekdays at 11 Central on Catholic Radio Network Channel Gabriel 2. And now, here's Father Drew. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Philippians. Brothers and sisters, I consider everything as a loss because of the supreme good of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have accepted the loss of all things, and I consider them so much rubbish that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having any righteousness of my own based on the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God, depending on faith to know him and the power of his resurrection and the sharing of his sufferings by being conformed to his death if somehow I may attain the resurrection from the dead. It is not that I have already taken hold of it or have already attained perfect maturity, but I continue my pursuit in hope that I may possess it, since I have indeed been taken possession of by Christ Jesus. Brothers and sisters, I for my part do not consider myself to have taken possession. Just one thing, forgetting what lies behind, but straining forward to what lies ahead. I continue my pursuit toward the goal the prize of God's upward calling in Christ Jesus. The word of the Lord. You are my inheritance, O Lord. Keep me, O God, for in you I take refuge. I say to the Lord, my Lord, are you, O Lord, my allotted portion and my cup. You it is who hold fast my lot. I bless the Lord who counsels me. Even in the night, my heart exhorts me. I set the Lord ever before me. With him at my right hand, I shall not be disturbed. You will show me the path to life, fullness of joys in your presence, the delights at your right hand forever. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Peter said to Jesus, we have given up everything and followed you. What will there be for us? Jesus said to them, amen, I say to you that you who have followed me in the new age, when the son of man is seated on his throne of glory, will yourself sit on 12 thrones, judging the 12 tribes of Israel. And everyone who has given up houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or children or lands for the sake of my name will receive a hundred times more and will inherit eternal life. The Gospel of the Lord. St. Clair of Assisi is commonly depicted in art holding up a monstrance. A monstrance from the Latin to demonstrate is a sacred container usually made of gold that holds a consecrated host for the adoration of the faithful. Catholics believe that a consecrated host is the body and blood of Christ, given to us in the Eucharistic miracle known as the Holy Sacrifice of Mass. A Eucharistic miracle occurred in 1240 in the monastery where St. Clair lived outside of Assisi, Italy, The miracle occurred during a time of chaos and despair. A contemporary writer described the situation, quote, Injustice reigned supreme. The people were without leaders, and Rome was troubled. Clerical dignity was lost sight of, and the laity were split into various factions. Some were loyal to the church and took the cross. Others adhered to Frederick, and became the enemies of God's religion. 
Frederick was the Holy Roman Emperor, and he wished to conquer Italy and become a new Augustus Caesar of sorts. A nervous pope excommunicated him. At one point, Frederick employed Muslim mercenaries who lived in the Italian hills to fight for him. A woman's monastery was considered to be full of gold, silver, and virgins. So when Muslims started scaling the walls of Clare's convent outside the city of Assisi in 1240, the nuns became nervous, to say the least. When Clare, as abbess, placed the convent's monstrance on the wall and prostrated herself in prayer, the Muslims inexplicably backed off. They descaled the walls and left. Who was St. Clare? St. Clare was born of noble birth in Assisi, Italy, around 1193. When she was 18, St. Francis of Assisi came to preach the Lenten sermons at her parish church. His words set fire to her soul, and she sought out Francis in secret. He spoke to her of contempt for the world and love for God, being willing to leave all things for Christ. On Palm Sunday in the year 1212, as everyone processed to the altar rail to get a palm, something held Claire back. The bishop had to come down to give her her palm. Later that evening, she ran away from home and went the mile out of town to where Francis lived with his small community. He and his brothers met her at the door of their chapel with lighted tapers in their hands. Before the altar, she took off her fine noble women clothes, and St. Francis cut her hair. He then gave her his penitential habit, which was a tunic of sackcloth tied about her with a cord. No sooner was this ceremony over when family and friends came to draw the beautiful young woman away from this retreat. But she held firm to the altar, holding so hard they pulled half her clothes off. Then she uncovered her head, to show them her cut hair, to show them that she would have no other husband but Christ. Claire started a little community that later became known as the Poor Clares. They practiced austerities that up to that time were unheard of for women. They wore no stockings or shoes or sandals. They slept on the ground and perpetually abstained from meat and never spoke unless obliged by necessity or charity. Claire recommended this holy silence as means to avoid the all-too-common sins of the tongue. We need this holy silence at Holy Mass to help enter into the mystery. At the consecration, when the high priest Jesus Christ says, this is my body, we adore him. And under our breath, we say, my Lord, and my God, how can we do otherwise? For at that moment, sin and death scale down the walls of Calvary and leave. What else then can we do but pledge to take the cross, to have contempt for the world and love of God, being willing to leave all things for Christ? St. Clair of Assisi died at the age of 60 on August 11th. 1253, 42 years after making her religious profession. She was canonized two years later 
1255.